Hello and welcome to the We Don't Grow Up podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here as always with Dave. Hello. And we are doing our roundup of last year's films from the film club. So, just a, a quick list of what we watched last year. Uh, they were Extraction, Midsummer, Book Smart, A Quiet Place, Ready Player One, The Lovebirds, American Sniper, 13th, Apollo 11, the documentary, uh, The Prestige, Pompoco, Hard Candy, Parasite, Bob Lazar, Black Klansman, Raising Kratos, Knives Out, Good Times, Rare Exports, and Krampus. So that was the list. From that, we got all Christmas themed at the end there, <laughs> <laughs> didn't it? Rare Exports and Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to pick our best three. Obviously, if you've been listening, you've heard our thoughts on all these. Uh, so this is just a quick roundup. Best three films. We'll try and pick an overall best of that year. And then we'll give a little... Actually, let's start with the worst. Let's do our, our <laughs> least favourite. I think and we're both going to agree on this. I think we're going to agree on this. Um, Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar. <laughs> yeah, it could have been... So much better, couldn't he? Like, it was. I love stuff like that, um, like conspiracy theories and stuff like, especially when it's UFOs and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I loved X Files and then I guess you did as well. But yeah, it's it just it's it almost comes across at points. It's like, am I saying this right? It's like a mockumentary, yeah, it did have that vibe actually. I don't think <laughs> we said that when we actually spoke about it, but it did have a no, mockumentary vibe. I was thinking about it the other day and I thought. You know, if like you showed someone that, they'd say, to you, "Is that like one of those kind of like Blair Witch films? You know, where they like film at the sounds like obviously some people don't know all the terms and that, and yeah. just think like, is it like a joke? Like, a bit like Spinal Tap, you know, like the mm. rock band, the joke. But you could understand why because like it had all the ingredients, I suppose, to be really interesting. This because this guy, you didn't. You didn't know what to believe by the end of it, did you? Like, I think no. I was more confused by the end, but it was just the way it was put together. I don't want to bang on about it too much because I haven't really got much positive to say about it, but it was just put together really poorly, I thought. Mm. It feels like not that long ago that we were speaking about it on the pod. Mm. And, it, and just to reiterate what we said, there wasn't enough material for a, a documentary that long. No. And it didn't really have much to say. No. What actually? That's not true. It had a bit to say. I feel like it didn't present it very well. It, what, where it went wrong, and I'm just going to quickly go over this. It was those scenes where um, the director is he the documentarian? I don't know where you print the narrator. And um, mm. when he's in his house and his dog's coming, and you know he's scratching his dog and he's talking <laughs> on the phone. I was like, that's just like. You know, that reminded me of those crappy real-life programs like Love Island and um, <laughs> the Housewives of California or whatever it's called, like, you know, where they've got cameras placed. Mm. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, just try it, bitch. And all this, and like, <laughs> not obviously, no, they're just because there's cameras placed. And it's just like, why would he be doing that in his house, the conversation? Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. It was like, yeah. it was like those were extras on a DVD that have been spliced yeah. with the main thing. It's very yeah. strange. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't very good. The premise and it sounded like it would have been better following it in the eighties when it was My actually defense, happening. I was recommended that by somebody at work who was like raving about it and about fifteen minutes in I was like, Oh god, I've gotta watch this. <laughs> I've been out here. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so Bob Lazar scoops the uh, worst film for 2020. Mm. Of the films we've watched, it may have been out a while ago, just to remind everybody, these are the films yeah. we've picked to watch in 2020 from the two yeah. streaming services, Netflix and Prime. And, yeah, that was the worst one we watched in 2020. Okay. So, so let's... Yeah, top three. <laughs> top three. How do you want to do it? Both announce our third choice? Yeah. I'll go first, third choice. Okay, my third choice is Booksmart. Oh, same here. <laughs> it's no so good. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know what, I tried to do something a little bit different because obviously my first two, they're not similar, similar, but they are in, in a way in genre. Hmm. But I thought, you know what, I was looking through the list and I actually wrote here, just quick notes. Just edges out Midsummer. Um, love both, but Midsummer was bloated and felt over long. This was a decent length and had plenty of moments that had me proper belly laughing. That was just for me to like remind myself before the chat. And mm. yeah, I just thought it was it was really it had that nice um, kind of like sentimental bit towards the end, as they always do. Mm. But um, it was, I just thought it was really really funny. I mean, really, I, I think I told you when I watched it, I belly laughed at a lot of that. Mm. It was really good. It's hilarious. Yeah. It didn't feel forced, which a lot of yes. comedies these days do. Yeah. Or they put scenes in there which are, are overplayed for laughs and they're just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't remember any of that from this. It was just a solid, good, coming of age American comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And based around two female leads, which was refreshing as well. Yeah. Yeah, I so. think one of my favourite scenes in that was when, you know, like, because obviously you kind of like, you listen to them at the start and like, we don't talk about universities, colleges or where we're going. And then they're in the toilet and the slagging her off and she comes out and you're like, ah. Uh, and she mm. goes, where are you going? He goes, yeah, I'm going to work at Google. <laughs> um, and then the other girl goes, yeah, I got in at Stanford or something, you know. Mm. And they're like, no, the difference is we've been living while studying. You've just literally done nothing but studied. And in kind of that moment there, it's kind of like, kind of true in a way mm. in all in all walks of life like you can have a fine balance and enjoy yourself and, and she and a friend just haven't have they no too much too all study yeah and then yeah. it just sort of went wild wild <laughs> that one night and it was really it was very very funny and especially the girl um who played um you know the one who turns up everywhere it's um it's her daughter who played um leia skywalker isn't it i can't think of her name in real life sorry You've lost me. I don't know who it's character you know, you're talking about. You know Star Wars? Yes, I know Star Wars. You know Luke Skywalker's sister, Leia Skywalker, is he? You know the originals, Carrie Fisher? Carrie Fisher, yeah. That's yeah. her daughter in there. In that. Mm. Yeah, that, when she, she's the one who keeps popping up, you know, when she's on the boat and she she, she goes mad. Ah! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The maniac. And then she's at the party and she's like, really? That's her daughter, and I was like, I think it was Billy Louder, or I could probably pronounce it wrong, mm. but she's really good in it. And like sometimes in comedies, you have that extra character that doesn't quite work, but she does. She kind of like pops up here and there, and she's perfect in every scene. Mm. I just, I really, 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 really liked it. Yeah, it was, it's up there with Superbad for me, and I think Superbad's one of my favourite comedies ever. Yes, yeah, Superbad's good. Yeah, I think this might be my favourite sort of teen American comedy. Yeah, it's super really bad good. for girls. Well, not for girls, with girls, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's his sister, isn't it? I forget his name. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, the lad with the... Is it, oh, I can never remember his name. The one with the, who plays with the curly hair, yeah. Yeah, with the, ch- the chunky guy. 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah, chunky anymore, is he? I can never remember his name, but yeah. Mm. But that was quite nice, but I've picked the whole God imagine if we picked the same for number two. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have done. I feel like we're going to have the same for number one. Yeah. I'd... So okay, I'm my su- number two. I'm surprised you've... Go I've gone just... I'm surprised that this edged Midsummer out. For me? Mm. Yeah, because of obviously being a big horror fan. Mm. Yeah, because I... I did like Midsummer, but I think, you know, what took the edge off Midsummer probably a little bit for me. I mean, like I said, I enjoyed Booksmart. It was funny and, and all that. But um, I think because I watched Hereditary not long back again. Oh, that's so good. And it, although I think Midsummer is a very well-made film, it, it dawned on me how overly long it is again. And I don't, I normally like bleak endings. And I think I did like the ending in Midsummer, but it was really depressing as well. <laughs> like... I don't mind a good sad ending or bleak ending, but I think Midsummer just is really, really bleak all the way through. Mm. Like, like when I watched the first season of Walking Dead, I know I'm going off topic here, but when I watched the first season of Walking Dead, and everyone was going, "Oh, you love season two. And I said, "Yeah, I'm not going back to it. It's just, there's, it's just pure doom and gloom, and it's too much for me. Not because I'm like I suffer from um, any mental health issues, or anything, but there was no. Little like moments of light or joke or humour, and I was just like, I can't. Not nothing that went with me anyway. So I, I, I gave up on Walking Dead. I did. Midsummer felt like that as well. Midsummer just didn't feel like it had anything good, like anything nice to say about the world. Like no. it started. It started on such oh, yeah. a down note, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't didn't get anywhere better. No. No, I mean it changed tone because not... it went all bright and summery, but it's so bleak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I'm, I liked it. I enjoyed. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, but um, yeah. I'm just surprised it was almost your top three. There was so many films before that for me. We'll come back to the others Bef- later, I guess. Before Booksmart. No, no, before Midsummer. You made um, it sound like before... Midsummer was almost in your top three. He. he, he... It was close because I like a good horror, but it just it just quite wasn't there. For, it wasn't mm. quite there for me. But I know what you're saying about all the other films. There was a lot. I did think when I looked through, we did see a lot of good film mm. this year, didn't we? Yeah. But yeah, do you want me to move on to my number two? Yeah, number two. So my number two was Parasite. Ooh, not the same as me. Okay, so shall I talk about Parasite then? Do yeah, you go for two? Parasite. Right, I think. I might have seen Parasite in 2019. I can't tell you off the top of my head when it was released at the cinema. But I did go and see it at the cinema and then I watched it. I think I watched it again on Prime with you. But anyway, I just think... I can't remember the director's name, so apologies. But I've seen a few of his films and I think it's, he did Memories of Murder and stuff. And um, I do think... Unlike we were just saying about Midsummer, he somehow makes dark themes and humour work together and because when you think about Parasite there is a lot of darkness in there in like what happens um, between the char- between the characters and then like almost the human side of it like like the way she the old housekeeper returns and like what's she doing back mm-hmm. and then you find out well, no, we can't we can talk spoilers can't we yeah I think we can so obviously, spoilers um, that her, her husband's living in the basement, and like it's quite dark, really. Like when you think about that kind of 
that she's hiding him there from, is it like the Yakuza or something, or a debt collector or something like mm. that? I, I can't think, not Yakuza, because it's Korean, isn't it? Mm. But um, that, and then obviously, it's, I mean, you kind of know it's going to escalate into violence at some point, and it has that explosion of violence with her and her husband, and then you just have this, like, I wouldn't say explosion of violence, you have that moment of violence, and then you have the explosion of violence at the mm. end, mm. which it's kind of building up towards. Um and it is bad and it is sad because, like, you do feel a bit sorry for this wealthy family because they haven't really done anything wrong, have they? <laughs> they done a thing wrong. No. They've, they've, just, they've been successful. They make the odd comment. <laughs> they make the odd comment. And yeah. Like, you know, but that's any walk of life, really. Like, you know, like, we probably say stuff about snobs oh, with their £100 moisturiser and stuff. You know, like, we mm. say stuff like that. But, and, uh, but it, it's just that... And that moment when obviously it all kicks off and it goes drastically bad is it the little girl's party birthday mm-hmm. party and then obviously as with a lot of off on um, Korean films it, it goes on a bit after you think well that's it but it carries on and then it's got it's kind of like bittersweet ending mm-hmm. and that stayed with me more than the nastiness at the end of the film I thought and for me is. The performances are brilliant for Red. They're all good at what they do. It's funny, and sometimes humour can be lost between mm. in translation between. I don't mean in this in a like nasty way, but between like um, nationalities and stuff. You mm. know, like some people don't like what the English English find funny. They, oh, that's crude. That's that's too harsh. You know, like the Scottish comedians who I think, oh, he's a bit close to the bone. <laughs> Other people love him, love him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought Parasites. I think it would have been criminal having watched it this year again with you to not put it in my top three because I think it is a special film it was best picture at the Oscars wasn't it yeah yeah best director I think he was the first Asian Mm. director he was the first um, foreign language film I think to win best picture I think um, did Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon win something but not those awards at the Oscars it did did win I think same with the visuals yeah (laughs) <laughs> have you got so you, I know you're a fan I'm sure you was a fan of Parasite wasn't you I was a fan of Parasite but if you remember I went in expecting more of a horror yeah. and it just offset me a little bit so I think yeah. my expectation of what I was going to see yeah kind of left me a bit I'm not not I enjoyed it it just left me a bit out of sorts that wasn't what I was expecting sometimes with films like that as well you need to see them early because it just builds up and builds up and builds up the hype does and then when yeah. you do see it, I'm like, mm. especially yeah, so much like, oh, it's a certain films, they go, oh, the twist at the end's brilliant. Mm. And then you're looking for the twist. That's why I've stopped saying that to people now about films with twists. I don't say anything about mm. twists because they're looking for it and you almost ruin it for them. Mm. Yeah. Well, you do, to an yeah. extent. Because you're just waiting for the twist. You know, like, oh, how's yeah, it going to yeah, twist? You're looking for it instead of enjoying a film. Mm. Yeah, so my number two was A Quiet Place. Another very good film. Yeah, but I I hadn't seen this before this year. I'd wanted to, I just hadn't got round to yeah. it, or it hadn't been on any streaming services, and I hadn't hadn't seeked it out. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as it was there, I was on it, picked it. Uh, did I pick it? Let's have a look. Did I pick it? I think you did. A quiet place. Yeah, I picked this one. You'd already seen it. 
Of course. <laughs> As if you would laugh. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies for uh, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that is a very... That was one of those films that was hyped up. And um, I remember reading about it. And um, they were saying, oh, like, it's going to be one of the highest grossing horror films ever. And I was kind of like, is it a horror film? Because it's, cause it's sci-fi as well, isn't it, really? Mm. It's sci-fi. It's, it's as much sci-fi as it is horror. And... Um, I was kind of like, yeah. So, and I watched it, and for me, it was one of those that it did look, because, you know, I'm a big horror fan anyway, and I do like sci-fi. Not, I'm not going to say I love sci-fi, because I like the more natural sci-fi that you get, like Inception, and mm. I, I'm not saying Quiet Place is natural, but it feels like it's it's in the real world. Now, I don't, I've got nothing against Star Trek, so I like the new Star Trek, so do, but I'm not big on that type of sci-fi. Mm. But A Quiet Place was just a brilliant coming together of horror and sci-fi. It's so good and performances are good. I think if there's one negative I'd have, it's probably the ending. Mm, I know what you mean. It's not a bad ending. It's a bit convenient, but it's not a bad (laughs) ending. Yeah. Going back to the sci-fi and the horror, I think it it got billed as a horror because the sci-fi element was geared just to be horror. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't really think of it as a sci-fi. Just more of a out and out horror. Film. Yeah, you no, you would do. You'd watch it and go, "That's a great horror film." Mm. But they are aliens. Yeah, they are aliens. <laughs> so, no denying. No two ways about it. That's science fiction. <laughs> it doesn't. You know, like um, when people doesn't... say, "I don't like science fiction," I always go, "Do you like Back to the Future?" Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a film about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you like Ghostbusters? Yeah, that's a film about men with. Um, proton packs, nuclear proton packs on the back, hunting ghosts, mm. <laughs> you know, little things like that. I know it sounds really sad, but it's it's like Predator, science fiction, mm. <laughs> anything like that. Well, not anything, but a lot. I think stuff people, I think people just assume science fiction means set in space. Star Trek, yeah, yeah Star Wars, Star Trek. I know what that says to me. I hate, I hate science fiction. He says I never watch anything science fiction. I says God, don't you like Star Wars? He went, I love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just want to go, mm, but I thought, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> oh. but, um, yeah, sorry, carry on. So you was, you was going <laughs> to... Yeah, no, I, I thought it was fantastic. I think, as well as sci-fi and horror, I think it's just a very good human story. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the characters carry the whole thing. It's almost like they're the focus, which is how it should be, I think, as how most good films are. They're yeah. the focus and everything else happens around them. Yes, that's just the circumstance they're living through. Yeah, but they the performances are excellent. I love the performances. Um, and a great, was... a, a brilliant intro. Yeah. Oh yeah, love the intro. The intro just hits you hard, and you're like, Phew. yeah. It's like okay, there's the gloves yeah, are off here. A serious <laughs> yeah. Anybody can die. Yeah. No one's safe here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was fantastic, and anybody yeah, can yeah. die. And that that was my only thing with the end. I, I don't. I uh, know it's kind of wanting your cake and eating it too, but I didn't want. I'm not going to try and spoil it, but someone dies at the end. And I didn't want them yeah. to die. Yeah, I didn't want that to happen. No. There's one more thing I should mention about the film, which is a bit coincidental. It's that nail in the step, which it, the camera focuses on, I think, twice. Oh, multiple and times. Then, yeah, and then at the end, you're like, would someone just please tread on the nail? <laughs> <laughs> and when she does and she like, doesn't scream, you're like, I'm sorry. For me, that is borderline impossible. It just couldn't. Impossible. No. Yeah, impossible. You just couldn't, could you? 
But, oh, yeah. I don't know, but your life depends on it. Yeah, I suppose. And the thing is as well, like, it's a movie. It's got to have those kind of, like, moments. Mm. So, yeah. The thing that bugged me about that nail, and I said this at the time, was after it was trodden on, no one yeah. fixed it or sorted it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to tread on it. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I was bricking it for the whole thing. Oh dear. <sighs> but okay. yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good film. And I cannot wait to see the sequel. I know, it was supposed to be this last year, wasn't it? But obviously yeah. pushed. Along with the Ghostbusters reboot, which I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, the trailer for that was brilliant. I'm really oh, looking no, forward to seeing it. that. I love the fact that it's not a reboot. It is a sequel. Yes, it's a continuation, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, I love it. Anyway, number one, and I'm pretty sure we've got the same one. Yeah. Go on. Knives Out. Yes. Loved it. It, abs- it's, it is absolute. I love, I think I've told you this many times when we've podded and just chatted in general, I love this film called Clue, mm-hmm. based on the board game Cluedo. I absolutely adore it. And Knives Out... Because I like that, you remember that film that came out, that Agatha Christie film by Kenneth Branagh last year or the year before? Um, Not seen it, but I know it. Murder yeah. on the Orient Express, brilliant film. I love whodunits and stuff like that. But Knives Out, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's just, the, the dialogue's brilliant. The cast's fantastic. It looks amazing. The setting's brilliant. Um, you know, Daniel Craig is literally on fire. <laughs> literally, <laughs> figuratively, he's on fire in this film. He's just, he's, he's accent over the top, but it's brilliant. And, you know, everybody plays a part and it's an important... I mean, not everybody, I should say that, because, you know, some of the younger cast in there, they have a few lines. But everybody feels natural in it. Um, it's the way it's edited. It's so funny. The music's brilliant. And even though you kind of find out at the beginning who did it, mm. it the ending still has that brilliant twist. And it's so... God, uh, and did you know that new game that's come out of Hitman 3, there's a level in there which basically, they won't admit it, it's kind of dedicated to um, Knives Out. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've never played a Hitman game, this might be the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I loved it. I just echo everything you've said, that was fantastic. Yeah. It's one of those films where everything is so... Oh, no, like the... it doesn't feel like anything's out of place the whole thing no. and it has to be in a film like this where the evidence yes. and the piecing together it's like a Sherlock episode he just yeah. he knows everything instantly yeah and he's just got to eke it he's out. a bit like it's quite good isn't it because he's a bit, he tries to do the old Columbo routine as well doesn't he mm. Daniel Craig like if if you could just uh, enlighten me you know, <laughs> like it's like at the end when he says to her um, I knew from the moment I met you and he like looks at a shoe Mm. She's got that tiny droplet of, uh, of blood, and mm. you're like, oh, God. But it just... Yeah. yeah, I could wax lyrical about it all day. I just think it's brilliant. Even the two detectives in it are great. I love the little funny scenes where she's kind of trying to hide the clues, like when she throws the stick, and the dog goes and punches it. <laughs> she brings it and, back. Yeah, it brings it back. <laughs> <laughs> little things, like, it's just so good. It's just, it is. I mean, Ryan Johnson's brilliant. I mean, I didn't like the Star Wars film he made, but that's not knocking him because it's just, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan and it didn't entertain me, but his, own, his other his filmography, like he made Brick, which is another kind of teenage murder mystery, but it's a lot darker. I've heard and then of he Brick. Did, yeah, Brick is brilliant. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but a brilliant film. And then he made Lupo, which is a brilliant sci-fi film we've probably heard about. I've seen that. 
Yeah, I love that. And I just think he's just a really good director and he's making that kind of like his own stories. And um, Knives Out is, I think they've already greenlit a sequel if he wants to do it. And um, I think he's working on it. It's one of them films. I've watched it, I think, three times now. And I was looking to buy a 4K copy the other day of eBay brand new. <laughs> so I just want to watch. It's one of them I have to own. I just think it's that good. Why don't you buy it digitally 4K? No. <laughs> but I have no. the disc. <laughs> no, no, no. But I have the disc. Yeah. Mm. So, so we're in agreement. I, I know. Yeah. So there's no even debate on what was the best film of the year because we both picked the same film for number one. <laughs> yep. Knives Out. Absolute banger. Loved yeah. it. Amazing movie. Should we move on to our choices? Uh, we've got to talk about the other films, the first two films of... Oh, the... God, yeah. yeah I the... forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, we've got to talk about... Um, hang Midnight on, Sky. let me call them up. The and Midnight the Gentleman? Yeah, the Midnight Sky and The Gentleman. Which one do you want to start with? Let's go with Midnight Sky. That was my choice, wasn't it? Right, let me read the very brief synopsis of... The Midnight Sky. So it's written and not written. It's directed by George Clooney and starring George Clooney. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the synopsis is the post-apocalyptic tale follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. Yeah. Go. (laughs) So, it's. I I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it was brilliant. But I did enjoy it. I, I, felt, I felt like it flew by, to be fair. Um, it didn't feel like it dragged on or it was overly long. But um, the only thing I thought that should have probably conveyed more about what was happening around the world, I mean, there's some sort of air pollution, I guess, because obviously I think there's dead birds, um, that one scene in the Arctic. Mm. And... Um, I wish there was a bit more on the planet they'd been to visit, find, to see if life was sustainable there. Well, I think it, it was sustainable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it mm. obviously was because they'd been walking on there and she mm. was on about it feeling like, it was, I can't think what city or state she was on about in America. Mm. But I, I thought it was. I thought the performances were fine. Um, I thought George Clooney was good in it. Um, that little girl was brilliant. Mm. Um, who played, was it Iris? Iris, yeah. Yeah, um, she put she was brilliant. I didn't see the ending coming. Oh, um, I did. Did yeah, I didn't see that coming. Um, it, it did well. I didn't cry, but it did make me well up a little bit. Um, I just thought it was a bit daft at the end that um, I got the I got the fact that the um, the father was like, "I'm going back to my wife and children." I got that, but then mm. the other lad, I was like, they were, I'm a bit confused now because these two are going back." To I can't remember the name of the planets. Try and you know they're going to go and live there basically. But, Which two? The last two. Yes, but basically life can't find a way because they'll have a child. Then what? There's just yeah. three of them there. Mm. They can't start interbreeding. Can they? You know I, mean? <laughs> I know that sounds silly of me to bring that up, but I was like, they might as well just all go back and. Oh, I I was completely on board with that. I think. There were, yeah, there were a lot of bits. I think it was more supposed to be symbolic, that ending, like Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, very good, yeah. That's a good point. Never and she was, that. Yeah, she was pregnant um, when they were going back, obviously. Yeah. There, there were a few bits. I did see the end coming, only because I thought, they can't get George Clooney, or Augustine, rather. They, yeah. They can't pick him up 
he can't possibly save this little girl who's been left at his base. Yeah. So they're going to die. So what's the point in the little girl? And then I thought, you did see that flashback where, because he kept having flashbacks yeah. to explain the fact that his daughter was on the ship that he was trying to find, but she's got no idea, has she, that that's her father. And no. I, I was gutted that he didn't tell her at the end. I was like, oh, full spoilers, by the way. tell her in case it made her want to come back. Do you that's think? What I thought. That's what I believed. Oh, I don't I know. I to believe, anyway. I thought, because she but said it, he was like a massive inspiration, because it's his, it's him, he finds this planet that they're investigating, yeah. and they're off yeah. investigating to see if they can find a new planet for the human race. Yeah. So she, yeah. he's a big part of her life from the outside yeah. and then he, he just didn't tell her that that he was a dad and I was a bit gutted I what well, I don't know why I just thought I, I wanted him to tell her but I knew the little girl who didn't say anything had been stuck at this place with him after everyone else abandoned it to try and find yeah. life somewhere else from this global catastrophe yeah um I knew there was going to be uh, a figment of his imagination I just knew it. Mm. So, yeah. She never knew Augustine was her father anyway, did she? No, that's what I mean. She had. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't know. That's no, and she, obviously, she, she knew that was Augustine there, and she was, like, overwhelmed. Yeah. And he told her that. But, yeah, yeah, but she he didn't. didn't know that was his daughter, did he? Until she, or did he know it was his daughter? No, he did. That's why he stayed. He stayed okay. there. to, And that's all he was interested in was contacting that ship. He yes, that's he, right. Yeah. yeah, he just ripped the rest of the, everyone else off. Yeah. Sorry, so, it's been about a month because I think I watched that literally the day after I chose it. So it's been a while. <laughs> but um, yeah, he I mean, he, oh, he, pick, he said, yeah, he said he'd stay just to stop them returning. So he saved his daughter. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. To be fair, mm. and the, and uh, the, the flashback pick... scene didn't work that well. But maybe they were meant to be very um, like ambiguous, like about kind of that you know, like he's had a daughter, but I never clocked on to it. You know, like. That being his daughter on the ship, never, never once clocked onto it until right at the end. Mm. Until she doesn't what? tell you her name, does she? Until right at the end. No, and you don't even like that. <laughs> you don't even really notice that you don't hear her name. No, but I'm no. hopeless at spotting names in films. Yeah. Anyway. I never know who the characters are when the film's finished. Yeah, I'm very much the same. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really good film. I wish yeah. I hadn't seen the ending. I'm coming, I mean, I wish I hadn't seen it coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you could have been a bit more like me, enjoyed it more, maybe, with the reveal. Yeah, and there was one flashback that tipped me off to it when him and his estranged partner are talking. Yeah, she's and in he, the car. Yeah, he mentions how how is she, and she's yeah. like, oh, you can, you can be involved, or says something along the lines of, you can come and ask her, you know, yeah. get involved. And he's like, no. And yeah. his work was more important yes. to him. He didn't want to lose focus, did he? Mm, yeah. Well, that's, that's what you get from it. But um, yeah, I thought, like you say, mate, I thought it was really good. I thought George Clooney was brilliant, and it, um, I wasn't keen on the bloke who played him as a um, as a younger man. Mm. I didn't think I didn't think he like was George enough. Not not so. It didn't convey any, enough emotion, like to, to like. He didn't. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just didn't didn't buy into him being George Clooney, like like you say. But I just didn't buy into him like ever of having this relationship either, like because you just so seem so. I don't know. 
But uh, I didn't, the flashback scenes didn't really hit home for me. Mm. But the rest of it, I thought was great. Um, I thought the ship scenes were brilliant. I mean, that was really sad what happened on the ship with the young girl. Yeah, thought, that was a shame. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was a brilliant scene, especially when they took the um, when the blood when they took the helmet off and the blood just was like holy crap. Mm, yeah, it's just floating around the ship, wasn't it? Yeah, it was horrible that was. But it was a yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a thumbs up from me. Yeah, thumbs up from me for sure. Oof, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, why, get off to a good start. Yes, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to your choice then. Okay, The Gentleman. Let me just get it up on MDB. And I'll read the synopsis you blur a bit. Right, The Gentleman, my pick. What was this on? Prime. It was, Prime. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. An American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain from under him. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, the funny thing about it, it was the first film I watched in 2020, and it was I think it was the first film I watched in... No. Was it the first or the second? Either way, it was the first or second film I watched in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Once yeah. at the cinema and then once at home. Yeah, and it is a very good film. It's I think so it's a good. real return to form for Guy Ritchie. Not that he's been making bad, bad films. He made King Arthur, which I think bombed. Um, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment if it's good or bad. He made Aladdin, which I thought was all right. Oh, it just, that was weird. Yeah, I think he kind of just got not roped into that, but it's kind of like, do you want to make this? It's all in place. You know, do you want to come and make it? He's like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> but, <laughs> How um, much? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that is the kind of like Guy Ritchie that I think a lot of us know and not, I want to say love, but enjoy. Mm. Like, because that was why he got the Quentin Tarantino um, comparisons, because the dialogue, even if mm. you don't like all the Cockney slang and stuff, it's really interesting. Like that one. I don't know if people class it as racist or not, but that one moment in there when um, they're talking about the Chinamen, he goes, and these fucking Chinamen upgrade quicker than iPhones. And I was like, oh, my God. That was, <laughs> you know, you know that, I felt wrong laughing, but I was like, that is a really funny line. <laughs> and because, uh, not Guy Ritchie, um, Hugh Grant is just amazing in that film. I just think he's just so good. I think this... This stage of Hugh Grant's career is my yeah. favourite by far. I'm absolutely yeah. in love with Hugh Grant at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of fandom going on, hasn't he? He has. He's so good. Have you seen him in, um, just off topic quickly, have you seen him in that um, Netflix film, Death to 2020? No, I haven't watched that. Watch that. He plays like an, um, a historian. That's all I'm going to say. Watch it. He's so funny in that. Is that a film then? I thought that was a talking heads thing. It's it's not a film as in film. It's like talking heads, like a documentary where they go around talking to different people about the year. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's scripted. Yeah, it's all scripted. Yeah, oh. block Charlie Brooker who made Black Mirror. Oh, I, I had no idea. Is it Charlie oh, Brooker? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god, I've got to watch that. Yeah, mate, you'll love it. I watched it. I was just so I was laughing all the way through. But um, if yeah, it back... said Charlie Brooker, if it said Charlie Brooker at the start, I'd have been in. Yeah, I think it says from the creator of Black Mirror, which is Charlie Brooker, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't twig. Because <laughs> I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But back to the gentleman. Mm. Um, I think Hugh Grant is just brilliant all the way through it. I mean, really mm. good. So funny. 
He is. He's very funny. It's a funny film. I mean, they've all got brilliant lines in it. Um, mm. What's his name? Um, is it Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. He's, um, this is the best film I've seen him in for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of good films recently, to be fair. Like, But um, he's very good in that. Very good in that. Um, coach. Coach. He, he, Coach, that's it. Yeah, I was going to say, is his name? What is it? Like boss or something? But it's coach. Mm, coach. Yeah. Um, the only one who didn't like was the guy who's trying to steal his empire from him. I don't know who he is, but oh, the American guy. Yeah, I recognise him, but I was just like, I don't like him. I don't like his character. Like not his character. I don't like the way he's acting. The character. Maybe he went. He didn't want to go for a big butch bad boy, but he, I just found him. Every time he talked, I just wanted to punch him. Was his name Matthew in it? Yeah, yeah, it was Matthew, wasn't it? He's Jeremy Strong is who he is. Uh, I don't know who that is, to be fair. In, um, look, I don't recall seeing him in anything else. Probably have, but... He's in the big I didn't short. Like his character. Um, Parkland, Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty. I couldn't tell you. I'd have to see him no. like, in, there, in character in those films. But um, I wasn't keen on him. He wasn't terrible, but I wasn't keen on him. I liked... Um, oh, was it... What was his name? Who played the young Chinese lad? Is it, it wasn't Snake Eyes, was it? It was um... his name in the thing. Yeah, Dry Eye. Dry Eye, that was it. Yeah, because I think he's in that film watched called Last Christmas, where he plays the love interest. I don't but know. I liked it when Hugh Grant goes, "So Dry Eye's on the scene," and he shows you talking. And he goes, "That's not the Dry Eye I know." And he goes, "Well, come on, I am writing a movie." Or something <laughs> like that. Like, and he's like, I, "I like that the way you're talking him up." Mm. He does. He, he does those little moments, doesn't he? Where he kind of like has these imagine, like his imagination goes a bit too far. And, yeah. yeah. Come on, Raymond. <laughs> yes. Play along, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. This is. Uh, do you, do you, I would almost class this as part of a trilogy with Lockstock and Smatch. Snatch. Yeah. Yeah, like if you, if you, I mean, he obviously made one in between, didn't he? Revolver, which I think was meant to be absolute pants. I never saw mm. it. Um, but for me personally I think that's the best of those three I, I think The Gentleman's a good film and I watched it again and I enjoyed it just as much and I think I could watch it again I think it's very a very watchable movie like and rewatchable. it's just very good oh I'd have to watch Lockstock before I could make that claim it just again. bounces along a lovely pace and mm. the way all these different storylines tie together and it never feels Obviously, it's silly, but it never feels like it's overstretched with any part of the story. Like it all no. seems to slot in quite nicely. Yeah, it's like the you know, like um, knives out in that regard. Yes, it's yeah. like a perfect jigsaw puzzle. It just all fits together. Yeah, yeah. It. But that's I feel like that's the same with Lockstock and Snatch. I can't remember Lockstock that well because it's been so long. Snatch is a very good film. I'd have to watch it again, like you say. But the gentleman. I just think it's a really good film. Really, really good film. The only bit I probably didn't like was the um, the bit in the, the you know when they're in the car garage and it's his wife's car mm. thing and that Russian girl she's like I've got a gym class and she's like it's on the house just stuff like that annoys me because I'm like yeah even though you're rich you still wouldn't let her have a, a work done on a car free charge it's a Range Rover <laughs> it's thousands of pounds to just charge a light bulb in one of them things I know I'm being silly but stuff like that in films does annoy me a little bit little things like that do yeah hmm. but does, it, does forget, that just forget. show does that show 
her wealth, though, that she's willing to just write it off. Doesn't matter. Possibly, and maybe she's somehow a friend or a customer of her husband's, but uh, Mickey, isn't it? Mm. But it's just kind of like she's a strong woman and it's her business, and if she's so, what? Well, I don't know. Mm. But it's the only woman in it. At the end. The only woman in the whole film. Is she? I think think so, yeah. As in, like, cast with lines, do you mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah. Danny Danny spotted that. I watched this with Danny. She spotted that. I didn't spot that. Did she, you know, at the end, when she's standing there staring at Mickey, does he say to her, nice hands? When she's standing there in a little skirt and boots and all that. He says something like that. She shuts the door and obviously they're going to get on it, get it on. But he says something like nice hands or something like that to her. (laughs) I don't remember that scene at all. The very end when he's just sitting there and he's sitting there with his legs crossed and she's, and he's saying to be the king, you have to be more than, and he's he's repeating his lines from earlier in the film and she's Mm. opens the door and she's got like a little black skirt on and a white shirt and she's staring at him smiling. And um, I'm sure he says nice hands. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh this God, this for me is an early contender for film of 2021. Mm. I loved it, and I still love Lockstock, and I feel like this is going to have the same lasting impact on me. To be fair, in our in our list, out of them two, it's obviously going to go as my favourite so far. Mm. Gentleman is 100. percent For me as well. <laughs> we didn't even speak about two. the fact that Matthew McConaughey is one of the leads. Yeah, he just, he, which is, it's not shocking, is it? Because he's obviously a big star, but he's really good in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's fantastic. But I think he's kind of like, I don't know what you call him, his assistant or whatever you call him. Um, is it Ray? Mm. Charlie Hunch. Yeah, Ray, yeah, Raymond. Yeah, because I never knew he was a Geordie until about a year ago. Um. Because I never knew he was even English, to be honest. Yeah, I know he was in those Pacific Rim films, and he was in Sons of Anarchy, which I haven't seen. Don't kill me. Um, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, but um, he's meant to be brilliant in that. And then I found out he was a Geordie, which I was shocked about. And you can just hear his Geordie accent coming through, can't you? When he's shouting, when he chases that kid down, <laughs> and he goes, "You road men." Yeah, little road men or something like that. And I was like, oh, I love that. That scene is one of my favourites in the whole film. Like when um, they've got the music playing. I've got that song on my phone um, in my music library. I can't think what it's called now. I think it's Roxy Motel or something. Roxy Music. Mm. And um, they get in the apartment. He has his little, is it monologue? Mm. And then um, that that guy's going, giving him like 100 quid each. He goes, no. Like that, mm. and then that body goes and they go, What? <laughs> they're all got the phones, like, get their phones. And then the, <laughs> the chase begins, and like, I like how they're all got different chase sequences. Yeah. And that kid at the end on the bike going, Come on, you can do better than that. And then he just knocks him off the bike with the uh, yeah, the old car door. door. <laughs> that is a brilliant scene, really funny. I loved it. I did want to yeah, call everyone a fucking cunt after I'd finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. catching. It's... These films have that effect on you, don't they? Yeah. But it's, it's, it, like, uh, when you picked it, I was kind of like, yeah, that's a good film, that is. I thought, you know what, I will watch it again. Because, like, obviously I could remember it really well. Mm. But I was very happy I watched it again because I was like, I started watching it I was thinking, you know what, I forgot. I didn't forget, but I think I kind of, I didn't, because I normally buy films that I enjoy that much, and I didn't buy that. 
And when I watched it, I thought, you know what? I think I have got to get that and add it to my collection. <laughs> it is a very good movie. It is very good. I might have done it, Dave. I might have picked the winner of 2021 in the first round. Mm, maybe. It's, it's the benchmark. <laughs> it's the benchmark. <laughs> it's the benchmark, yeah, that's what it is. Everything's got to go up against the gentleman there. Yeah, that's... Oh, is there a record for film with the most C words dropped? Is it? No, I said, is there? There must be. I couldn't tell you. That could be close, though. It will be. <laughs> it didn't offend me once. And I thought Danny was going to have an issue because I watched it with her. But she yeah. didn't She didn't have an issue. She wasn't that keen on watching it. But afterwards, she said, that wasn't like the trailer. It wasn't as violent as I thought it was going to be. No, it's, like, not, it's not overly violent. It's quite... It's quite a fun film, really. Oh, it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could wax it any more lyrical about it, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, good. I've told a lot of people to watch it. It's probably, I always say it's probably one of his best films, if mm. not his best. What else has he done, really? He did the Sherlock films. They were good, but... They're good, yeah. I do think they're very good films. Yeah. I just... This... I think he's making the third soon. Is he? This, so, this, yeah. this sort of London gangster. Well, he did the three London films. He's done The Gentleman. He's done the two Sherlock Holmes films. Aladdin, King Arthur. I'm not sure what he's done. He did that really good Nike advert in the first person perspective. Um, I'm not sure what else he's done, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. No. You know more about it than I do. <laughs> looking forward to hearing your next film choice. Oh, I need to pick. I've been a bit uh, lax. I need to still choose. Haven't you picked? No. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> Should pick now? We're close to an oh, hour. Picked. You've picked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, me... he did The Man from Uncle. I forgot about that. That's a good film. I've never seen that. That's a good film, that is. He does those stupid Hague adverts for David Beckham. He does. But, um... What's his name? <laughs> David Beckham stars him, doesn't he? I think he owns the company. Oh, Rock and Roller, that's the other one we forgot about he made. That's another good um, it's London not, gangster film. Not bad, it's not on this level. No, it's not that level, but it's a good film. It's a very enjoyable film, that is. Mm. I have seen it, but I don't remember too much about it, which is a bad sign for a film. <laughs> Am I picking Netflix? Yes. Right. I feel like I know what I want as soon as I see it. Do you? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you'd have seen that. It doesn't matter. I know, but it would be nice to pick a film you haven't seen once in a while. Yeah. These are all bloody... um. Oh, oh dear. That's a possible. In fact, yeah, let's go with that one. I probably wouldn't watch this without the the pressure of having to watch it for film club. But I've heard of good things, so you've probably watched it. Have I seen it? I've, I don't know. I've not heard you speak about it, but <laughs> every film I mention, you're like, oh, I've seen it. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you don't have to apologise. Just I don't know where you get the fucking time from. <laughs> right. Who wants to announce first? You. Okay. And give us a synopsis of the film. Okay, let me get up on here and I'll, I'll read it out. Right. My film. Go on then. Oh, God, I can't read the second word of it. I think it's the name. Okay. I think it's the director. Are you going to yeah, give a synopsis and I'll have a guess? Or... Yeah, okay, I'll leave the director's name out then because it might be a giveaway, plus I can't pronounce it. so this director's incisive and compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together that's it it's not that one with that lad from the Star Wars films is it Uh, it is Dave the marriage no what's it called marriage story yeah Mm. what's his name now uh, same as it was before. Adam Driver. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Adam Driver. I'm not even. I'm not googling or anything. It just pops into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good choice. And it's her, isn't it? The the one from Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Okie doke. It's her, the one from Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I meant to say. Without <laughs> Avengers. But the name came to you just in time. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I shall share some more with the film under the skin. Then oh, I do love anything that else. film. Say again. You love that film. It's brilliant, isn't it? No, it's absolutely brilliant. It's all right. You don't like it? No, I didn't even finish it. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I do get. I I know it sounds silly, but it gets under my skin. But I do I find re- it there's a scene I still remember. Well, I bet you remember it clearly as well. The baby on the beach. The baby on the beach. Yeah. Everybody hates that scene. It's, That's it's when, uncomfortable. Is that when the mom? goes for a swim and starts to drown so the dad jumps into save and they both end up drowning. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And, she's and the baby's watching. on the beach when she just walks past, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, she watches because she's, yeah. Yeah, and then it's on the world. radio the next day and it hits her and that's when you, she starts to be, what's the saying, I think therefore I am. Okay. That, you, know, you know that saying where they say, mm. you know, like Shakespeare. I don't know if it's Shakespeare, but I've just I hear it a lot. You know, like the say, but like, yeah, you know, like robots and if do they have souls and all this? But people say, mm. well, I think therefore I am, and then obviously instead of just thinking meat for the whatever it is for the aliens <laughs> or whatever, like she's actually the, a compassion is starting to. But does she change then towards the end of the film? Haven't you seen it? What happens at the end? No, don't tell me then. Do I need to watch no. it again? I think you do, yeah. It's something that happens at the end. You mm. might not like. You might like. It's it's a very like what we were saying earlier. It's a very um, bleak film, but it, I really like the music and it's fantastic. But it, that film, don't get me wrong, it doesn't scare me. But there's parts of it which really unnerve me. Mm. I wouldn't say terrify me, but I don't like the certain scenes in it. Mm. Yeah. But that's not the film I've picked. <laughs> I've picked Marriage Story. <laughs> yeah, marriage Story's picked. He's picked a drama. <laughs> which, you know, when I first saw that Marriage Story, the trailer for it, I was thinking, I wonder if it's going to be like Kramer versus Kramer, which I enjoyed with Dustin Hoffman. Mm. That's a good film. And I think that's... it's Meryl Streep in that as well. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll, it's about two and a half hours, isn't it? Uh, it'd probably say here two hours, 17 minutes. Yep. yep. It's, so, yeah. it's won loads of awards, so it should be good. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard it's quite a difficult watch, 
on like an emotional level. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. Affect you then. <laughs> Stone cold bastard. Yeah, everyone knows you're a robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, I just need Pixar to make me cry. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, he needs AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Marriage Story is my pick. Thank right. You, do you want to read your synopsis, or do you want to tell me and then I'll read it? Uh, the Vast of Night. Try on the synopsis if you want. The Vast of The synopsis night. isn't the best of it, if I recall it. I'm just reading off IMDB. Oh, it looks like a... The front of the... The image looks like a Star Wars or a Star Trek type thing. Mm. Um, one night in Something New Mexico... Like oh, okay. <laughs> one night in New Mexico in the late 1950s, a switchboard operator and radio DJ discovers a strange audio frequency which could change the future... Forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know nothing about this. I don't recognise the posters. Oh, I don't recognise the people in it. No. It's a debut, directorial debut for the um, chap who made it. I've actually already seen it. <laughs> oh, my it. God, Dave. Oh, had you seen Marriage Story? What? You are? Had you seen Marriage Story? No, I haven't seen it, no. <laughs> the vast night, what happened was I was... On Twitter, I follow lots of different film, obscure f- film accounts. And this one just posts good cinematography pictures from certain ones, and he um, posted Vast Night, and then he said, I'm about to watch. I thought, Vast Night? I've never heard of that. So I just Googled it, watched a trial, and I thought, okay, that was good. Um, and I watched it, and I will watch it again. I, I would love to tell you now about it, but um, I'm going to wait until you've seen it. Okay. It looks interesting. The premise is good. It's an hour and a half, which is sometimes a win. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good hour and a half as well. I've just looked at the cast, and I know nobody. Not no, a single name leaps they, out. They are. They're good. Trust me. Well, mm. I say trust me. You might not like it. Oh, I, I, I like it when I don't know any of the cast. Some, well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it helps, doesn't it? If thinking mm. a film like this, it does help because obviously. Sometimes when they're big names, you're kind of looking at them. Like, like with uh, Midnight Sky, you're kind of expecting George Clooney to be amazing. He's just kind of like, mm. he's not he's not ama- say amazing because he's just playing this kind of like normal guy. But the guy who has to play the young George Clooney doesn't quite work, does it? Mm. Well, going back to that, that was his voice, wasn't it? He recorded his voice over that actor. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, to be fair. I, I, I'm not very good at stuff like that, like that type of audio. I love scores in films but I don't notice stuff like that don't you because I thought oh no. that sounds just like George Clooney and he's got a very distinctive voice and I mm. thought maybe because you know there's that tech now where they can make old actors look really young yeah and younger and old and vice versa yeah, yeah like digitally I thought they'd done that but it wasn't it was just no. an actor who didn't look that much like George Clooney <laughs> no no there wasn't much of a resemblance and he looked a bit too tall yeah, he did look a bit tall, didn't he? A bit lean. Mm, yeah. But I, I, I wondered, I wondered as you were talking about it, if that, yeah. the fact that it was George Clooney's voice, whether that detracted from his performance, because it was kind of two performances in one. Mm, yeah, I see what you mean. A bit more difficult to marry the two. Anyway, that's a film we've already finished talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so The Vast of Night and yeah. the um, Marriage Story. They're the two yeah. picks. Dive in. Very different, I feel, this time. 
Advanced Tonight, <laughs> sci-fi and Marriage Story are definitely a character-driven drama. Yeah, I suppose the only, uh, I suppose it's a bit of a continuation of themes for me, sci-fi to sci-fi. Mm. What did I, I will oh, yeah, try to story. mix it up a little bit next time, but um, that all depends on Netflix's choice. <laughs> <laughs> do you struggle with Netflix? I to do find, a little bit. I mean, good I, films. I, I, I struggle a bit with Prime, to be fair, with the films, but um, now that I'm looking for more obscure stuff and like you know stuff that hasn't been done, not to say done, um, isn't popular, is what I should say. It's like I'm looking for direct directorial debuts and stuff like that anything mm. interesting horror wise and stuff like that Diamonds in the Rough there is a film that I'd love to recommend but it's it's just it's a rental on Prime okay what's it called um, Possessor it's mm. by um, oh, um, David Cronenberg's son I'm sure it's David Cronenberg's son Mr Cronenberg <laughs> yeah it's um, about assassins they've got this machine and when they're in the machine, they can take over somebody else's mind and complete the assassination. But oh. when they come out and it's complete, there's a little bit of that person, in, I think it ingrains on them. Oh, okay, so take a little bit of them with them. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, I think it's an 18. There's a lot of body horror in it. Old school body horror as well, I reckon. Hmm. Have you seen it? No, not yet. I'm going to try and watch it this week or next. The Possessor. After mm. you've watched Marriage Story. I've got a feeling that's going to be a hard watch, you know. Yeah, I think it might be. But stick with it, audience. It's not interesting. I will watch it. I just think sometimes the length. Mm. But if it's... It's it's funny, though, isn't it? Because if you get a a film that really grips you and sucks you in, the length doesn't matter. No. And Adam, you you, you should reword that. Uh, (laughs) Phrasing. you got a filthy um, mind. I'm not even sure what I said. He says if you've got a film that um, sucks you in, the length doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, immature, Dave, immature. Adam Driver is probably answer. They're brilliant, brilliant actors anyway, so I'm sure if they're, if they're on fire, then it's, it'll just fly along. I've only seen him in Black Clansman. He's brilliant in that, isn't he? Mm. He's really good in that. I saw him in... Um, this TV show I watched called Girls on HBO. I'd only watched the first season. He was brilliant in that, to be fair. He was such an asshole. <laughs> but he was good in that. And to be fair, I know he gets a lot of stick, but I actually enjoyed him in the Star Wars films. I've not seen his Star Wars films. I liked him. I liked his character. I really should take advantage of the fact that I still have Disney Plus and watch the good Star Wars films that are left that I haven't seen. Which are the first? To be fair, I'm not... I like Star Wars, but I'm not a massive fan of Star Wars. I don't, you know, for me, they're not like, I don't think they're genre-defining. I don't think they're, like, up there with the best films ever made. I don't think they're even up there with the best trilogy ever made, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're just okay films to me. I know some people think that's sacrilege, but uh, they're not for me, nor are the Lord of the Rings films. See, that is the best trilogy ever made. Mm, not for me. <laughs> the last right, film. Not for me. Yeah, the, la- <laughs> the, la- the last film mocked me. The last film um, I had to watch it in about three parts. It just bored the shit out of me. Oh, lovely. Especially that ending and all the, the ghosts. Which one? Back. The end. Is it Return of the King? Ghosts the come back. I haven't watched yeah. it for years. I need to watch it again. I think at the end he calls all the ghosts to help him fight the battle, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he does. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then he went on to make Kong, and that was absolute pants as well. Yeah, and the Hobbits weren't very good. I haven't seen them. I don't think I want to see them. No, you you're not missing much. I've only seen one. The one with Schmorg. The I mean, it was meant to be one film, wasn't it? And they turned it into a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it was only one book. It's smaller than any of the three Lord of the Ring books. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> That's just one of them was milking it. But the, I think they do include other stories because there's a book called The Similarian. I think I'm yeah. saying that right. Which is like unfinished stories that uh, mm. Tolkien had written around in Middle Earth. But yeah, so they used that to fill it out. Mm. So what would you say is the best trilogy, even? Um, I did. I had this down before, you know. I had this down to three different trilogies. The first one was Toy Story. Oh, that is good. But they've made a fourth. That's what ruined it a little bit for me, because I think you can't talk about it as a trilogy because it's a quadrilogy, and I, mm. I'm not a big fan of the fourth film, am I? It's <laughs> okay. I, I think it's probably the weakest of the four. The fourth. It's as good as any of the ones. But anyway, carry on. No, it looks the best. It lo- absolutely looks the bollocks. <laughs> but it, it's it's easily the worst for me. The first one's just a, a, a fantastic um, experience. The second one, just every joke's a home run. And the third one broke my heart. And, and they should have left it at that. And then they made the fourth. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah. So I think they told a good story with the fourth. Yeah, I've watched it a couple of times since because Evie puts it on a lot, and um, it does get better every time I watch it. But I'm still not big fan. I mean, is it 4K? He's probably the best thing in it. Um, oh, I thought you'd hate him. I thought you'd say he's the, an abomination. Oh no, well he is an abomination, but I do like him. <laughs> and um, but um, he's good in it. Um, in that, there was there was sort of, I mean, I watched the Godfather trilogy not long back. The third film's really. I, I don't want to say really poor. But it's, it's not shit. very good. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. Um, the first two Omen films are good, and then the third one's pants. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of famous trilogies. The Bourne trilogy is a good trilogy, to be fair. Back I to mean, the Future? Cop, Back to the Future, another very good trilogy. Um, Indiana Jones probably would have been up there if they hadn't made the fourth one. Oh, God, that fourth. Crusaders, the Crystal Skulls or something. The second, the second Indiana Jones film is a bit shit as well. One yeah, and three right are Temple good. Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple of Doom's a... I loved it when I was a kid. Yes. But, but as I matured, I left that behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are there. Um, it's the one, isn't it, when it comes on TV, you don't want to watch it. It's the one, The Last Crusade, the one that everybody loves, loves and loves to watch again. Yes, yeah, my favourite, I think. Is it Temple of Doom that I'm thinking of? Temple of Doom's the one with one. the... Yeah, with the um, yeah. short round. Yeah, the Chinese kid from Goonies. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of the trilogies. The thing with a lot of them is they've they've gone on and made a fourth and fucked it up. <laughs> well, like aliens, aliens had good, good two films and the third wasn't great, and then they made more that didn't yeah, help. It just completely ruined the timelines. Can Lord of the Rings well, be counted as a trilogy because of The Hobbit? Well, I was just going to say that they're born, they made a fourth, didn't they? And it's not a bad film, the fourth isn't, but it's nowhere near as good as what came before. Um, Lord of the Rings, yeah, because it's the Lord of the Rings. The Hobbits are like prequels, aren't they? Mm. It's like Star Wars, people will say the original trilogy, but I don't like um, the third film with the Ewoks. Mm. So I was just, ugh. Uh, the first film, though, 
Portful or New Hope, whatever you want to call it. That's a good film, and um, the second one's a good film. But they're not like for me. They're not like amazing movies. Nothing like that. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'd have to Google the most famous trilogies. Let me Google now. Famous trilogies. Oh, War of the Planet of the Apes, the new ones. Oh, those. That is a very good trilogy of films. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen one. You haven't seen none of them. No, I'm gutted with myself. I want to see them, but. Uh, there was one on Prime or Netflix for a while, but it wasn't the first one. So I, just, yeah, I might just I buy think, them, you know. I've, I've got them on Blu-ray. I bought them not long back. It was like, you know, new HMV, and you can buy a DVD or Blu-ray at the till for like three pounds. Mm. They were selling the trilogy on Blu-ray for a tenner. And I thought, oh, oh, you've got to take that. Yeah. I take but that without having seen them. I think it's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. No, is it Planet of the Apes? Rise of the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. No, it's Roy's Dawn War. That's what it's called. Okay, so here from Screen Crunch, a site I'm not very familiar with. They've got At 20, the Naked Gun trilogy. Mm. Mm. Uh, 19, Clerks, Mall Rats and Chasing Amy. Not really a trilogy. (laughs) Kind of connected, but not really, yeah. Mm. Uh, 18, Terminator, Terminator 2 and Judgment Day. No, right, two, Terminator 1, 2, and 3, basically. 3 is a terrible film. Not te- No, it's not a terrible film, but no, it's a poor film. Carry on. Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance. But then they were carried on making more. Mm. I agree with that, the first three, I think, are really good films, but they carried on making them. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's not a trilogy. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, not a trilogy, because they made more. Did they? Uh, well, no, 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 not Sam Raimi, but the third one's a disaster, and the first one is boring. <laughs> um, here's one you might get on board with, um, Mad Max. I haven't seen them all. Oh, um, they made a new one as well. Nobody to reboot. Okay. So I mean, we have to let them off. If you oh, want. they've got Indiana Jones here. They're going to say Rocky, are they? Um, Lopping off the last one, obviously. But you, you, you could then do, they're going to sell lethal weapon as well, then aren't they? They might do. Here's 13, three films I've never heard of Blue, White, Red. That's three yeah, that's films. French, French director, isn't it? That, um, the Three Colors, that is called the trilogy. Yeah. I think he made them over like 15 years, didn't he? I don't know. I guess yeah, the fact one, they're called Blue, White, Red is the Amer- American, the French flag. Yeah, and I think one focuses on like a gay couple um, and, and stuff like that. They're meant to be absolutely amazing, to be fair. You know what should be in there, even though they're not a connected trilogy, the Vengeance trilogy? Maybe it will be. Let's have a look. Yeah. Number Let's 12, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 and a Army of Darkness. Never, never seen, seen Evil Dead. I've never seen an Evil Dead. I've only seen the reboot, and the reboot is amazing. Uh, uh, 11, Aliens, Alien and Alien 3. <sighs> If you're going to go down that route and, like, just say the first three, then, yeah, for me, like, Lethal Weapon would be there and so would Indiana Jones. But, and, but let's, yeah, carry on. <laughs> number 10, and I feel like this is your number one, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. You know what? I actually forgot about that. I didn't even think about that. But, that, yeah, that is a very good trilogy, yeah. Okay, number nine. Uh-huh. Don't tell me Iron Man's above the Dark Knight. No, this is this. I don't know. I don't recognise it. There's a picture which I don't recognise either. Partha Panchili. 
Aparichito and what? The World of Apu. Those are three films. Based on the two books by author... Oh, that's a big name. Is that <laughs> that's the Jungle Book? That's challenging my dyslexia right there. <laughs> Forget it. Keep right, moving on. on. Uh, the Godfather, number eight. I thought that'd mm-hmm. be higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, number seven. That's George A. Romero, isn't it, though? <sighs> number six, Lord of the Rings. I mm-hmm. thought that would be the other way around with... Um... Star Wars is going to be number one, eight. Oh, probably. And number five is some Clint Eastwood films, A Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More. Yeah, the Spaghetti Trilogy. Mm. Number four, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Three, Toy Story, lopping off number four. Mm-hmm. Two is Star Wars. What the hell is number one? Big reveal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, called Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight. Is that Ethan Hawke? It, yeah, it looks like him in the image. Yeah, that was a film, wasn't it? Um, a film over 20 years, something like that. It might be. And I think it's the same couple and the, and the lad. And, and I could be wrong about this. It says, unless you shoot an entire trilogy at the same time, a la The Lord of the Rings, the passage of time is an inescapable fact and often a complicated obstacle. In every film series... Part of what makes Richard Lickler's Before trilogy so remarkable is that it actively uses the passage of time to its advantage. So, yeah, I'm guessing it did take place yeah. over a long period of oh, time. Oh, Richard Lickletter, was it, Umedi? Oh, my stomach, can you hear it? Is it Richard, Richard Lickletter met um, a scanner darkly? Or am um, I imagining that? I don't know, I've not seen that. Well, have you not seen that? I haven't God. seen any films, apparently, and you've seen them all. <laughs> It's kind of dark. I'm going to check quickly Google that. We've gone off topic here. We should have finished. Shall I wrap it up? Oh, you yeah, Richard, Link, Richard Linklater, you'd like that. Did you Thanks, Scanner Darkly. I feel like you've recommended that to me before. Yeah, well, did you watch Undone? Undone? What was Undone? On, on Prime? Undone. No, I don't think so. Oh, the thing I told you to watch. <laughs> No, I didn't. I watched one ep- no, half of one episode, and then I was enjoying it. I just didn't go back to it. I can't remember why. Oh, my God. That's still on there, because it's a Prime exclusive. I will watch that. I still plan yeah. to watch that. You know, Prime, will any will the stuff that come on there actually come out to buy? I think so. They do like making money, so... Yeah, because all it is is that film I watched, um, The Vast of Night. I'm hoping it actually becomes available to purchase. Oh, you like it that much? I can't tell you how much I like it because Ooh. it's going to annoy. It's actually, so I'll just tell you, it's going to, probably going to be my film of the year unless we watch something really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dave! We are peaking early in twenty twenty one. I don't want. I didn't want to hype it up because I thought if I if I big it up too much, I'm just going to watch it and go, yeah, I don't get it, but not get it, but think like, yeah, it's all right. But you'll say you're watching. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about it because I'm going to watch it again anyway. This is the problem I have with video games and you. Because sometimes, like with Journey and Inside, I was desperate for you to play them and experience the joy I had with them. And I always Mm. end up going mad and telling you how amazing they are. I think sometimes, like, I love poetic stuff, like in film, and like I romanticise, is that the right word about, like, 
shots and the way they do stuff in films and like mm. I'm watching it more and the way they've crafted a scene and the shot and the framing. And I don't think I'd get that in games because um, I think it's a bit wasted on me and lost unless it's really like, look at this, you know, like The Last <laughs> of Us. Like, you know, when you come out of a, a room and you just see the skyline and that and they're like, look at this. And then I'm like, wow. Didn't you, you get that mean? with Journey? I did in moments of Journey, especially with the, mu- the music. is normally what makes me go a bit over the top with films and games. If mm. the music special, then I can... I can big something up too much. But Journey and Inside are two of my favourite games. Inside's and good, to be fair. I actually want to play that again. It's just absolute madness. I just don't... I don't think many people do understand the message in that game, to be honest with you. I'm not sure I do. But I feel... It just makes it like an emotional connection with me. Yeah. I love that game so much. That's what I had with the Vastor Knight, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Really, 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 I was watching it, just enjoying it, and then, oh, no. yeah, you're <laughs> all right, I'll watch it. Well, I'm going to include this film club, but yes, definitely, I'm going to watch it. Don't watch anything about it, okay? Because there is a few spoilers online, so just watch a film. Oh no, club. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to. I never do. Even when Danny watched, she wanted to watch. Um, we watched, and we didn't watch it together. We were going to watch, um, the last one you picked, the George Clooney one we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. The Midnight, Midnight Sky. Sky. We were going to watch that or The Gentleman. And she said, Well, what's The Midnight Sky about? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, Well, have you watched the trailer? It's like, No. I don't yeah. expect it. I'm just going to watch it regardless. Yeah. I'm in it. The film club. <laughs> I have to I have to read the synopsis because sometimes I'm watching it thinking, I kind of got to know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just get that sometimes. But yeah. But I am going to shoot because I am going to be absolutely no good for anything in the morning. Okay, let me wrap this then. Thank you for listening. This was our wrap-up of 2020 Film Club and our first two films for 2021. Our films for next time are Marriage Story and The Vast of Night. Um, We hope you watch and join us for the next podcast in a couple weeks' time. Dave's going to bed, excuse him. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What are you doing? Anyway, we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bloody hell. Can you hear that? I heard that. They're going to get in trouble in time.